Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working night to Good morning, Tallahassee! Yay! We all made it safely to the station after we two weeks of not did. being here. Where we missed? Oh, you betcha! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! I was saying earlier I might have the diabetes. You might. <laughs> did you find that on the Facebook? No, I di- I diagnosed myself. <laughs> oh no! no. <laughs> don't don't no no. That's well, because like, I'm dying. I'm Anytime you have a... something, you don't look on WebMD. You don't do any of that. You just kind of figure it out and see if it ever goes away. Like well, my was... pinched nerve, which finally went away. Oh, praise the Lord. Right? Bless it. I'll say. Pass the ammunition. <laughs> no, like I'm in the phase of weight loss where I'm losing it very quickly. And I'm like, ooh. Couldn't maybe t- I have the diabetes. Couldn't tell from the picture I sent her last week. I'll just <laughs> Dude, say can that. can I show you what a D <laughs> wow. C person okay, he is first of all i'm patty wilson that's scott Coward. we have great dish behind the glass we sell houses <laughs> when we're not <laughs> just so you know we're, we're, when we're not reminding you but of the weight you used to be my <laughs> autonomic response was you're a duh <laughs> so oh. i mean in all fairness i can be in this case i was not i had some you. i had something that you, showed tish. up on the facebook and yeah, it was a it reminder me. And it was back when we were with a different brokerage before we started our own. And I saw the picture and I did. You didn't I, recognize it. I didn't know who the person was. And then I sent it to Patty and I was like, you really have 
lost weight. Because I don't feel so, it. So I wasn't coming from a place of, you know, hatred. being that. Right. But I can be, once hatred. again. I was coming from a place where, wow. Oh, I, I love you. It was, well, it was a reminder because I I never saw her different. Really, then that I do. I know. Now. I was thinking, I guess my that's God, kind of real love. Which I can't scares me believe he had, he didn't fire me <laughs> the way I looked. And tried. <laughs> I think that, that night I was like, "Are you sure you want to go, Patty?" And so I'm you less really now. Wanna... I'm even less than those I was photos. like, "Wow!" So that doesn't even look like her. Am I correct? No. So I had to look at it like that was a seven few years times. ago because we went to Alice and James Estates yeah, and Homes. I had to look at that a few times. I was, I was like, like, what is he sending me? And it was like one of those commercials. Okay, well, that'll tell you. She didn't recognize her <laughs> I either. didn't recognize myself. But it was coming from wow. a place of, wow. My head was so big. And that's why my glasses don't fit anymore. Like, seriously. I'm going to the eye doctor You have to week. order new ones like I did. I did. From the eye bobs. But it was a real rude awakening. Because when you're heavy, you don't... I th- I've thought I was heavy all my life. Well, someone in, uh, we have a little Facebook group from my elementary school, which I know y'all don't have, like, Tish may have that. But I, he probably I does. Holy name of Jesus. He's got a Facebook page 1980 for class. <laughs> and I love the school. I, I would, Rickards 1984. <laughs> I love it. I love Our 87. So there was a, I was only eight? 11. Wow. I was the tallest person in the class and I had the nicest thin neck. I was like, damn. How tall were you? I was, I was Oh, for 11. 11. Like, well, how tall? I'm gonna sh- like, I don't roundabout. Know. Dude, I don't know. I, I didn't even remember ever this class ever being here. I remember. I, rem- I was in the tallest one in the okay. back. Are you standing on something? No. Wow. Put it in front of the camera. Okay. Patty. Hey, well, just well, The camera's okay. on me or her. It's I'm on you. Sure. So, where are you? I, I asked. Like, I, I'm in the back. Like I asked there. that question about how tall she was oh, because I was 5'1 when I graduated from high school. I never saw that. Oh, down. I was 5'9 in fourth grade. Can't see it, sorry. You can't? I, no. I, I didn't grow I'll until send it college. To you. So I was 5'9 in fourth grade. Yeah. I was very tall. So you were taller than me in fourth grade than fourth I, and was grade, I was in fourth grade. I was very tall. Yes. <laughs> I was taller than all the boys. And so I think that was one reason why I always liked older men, because it was like... My peer, you were like four foot ten. Like, yeah, what my, was that my about? My dad's like five seven and a half on a good day, and I thought he was a giant growing up. And now, oh, and yeah. now I well, tower I think we all thought our dads him. were giants, but I well, was very tall. My dad tall. was a giant at five one, and I was <laughs> I on romper room at five. Was. I was on romper room at five years old, and I can remember Miss Marsha. That was our our romper room. Every romper room had a different. You know, she was Miss Marsha, and I went with my friend Mary Wolf. And because my mom didn't have a car, so Mrs. Wolf drove us downtown to the TV station. And Marsha Kaplan comes in, and she goes, my, aren't you a tall doobie? <laughs> I was wow. very tall. Well, so I was the one who got relate. to place the flag because I was so tall. Can't relate. Usually didn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they even let Chocolate you get milk on? on Fridays. Did you even get romper stompers? We did. Romper stomper. Tell me to. My my husband would he'll bring it up randomly, even though he never saw me on romper. I mean, he's sixty five years old, but he sings the whole song. Oh wow! She was five. You're they a le- good They doobie. let me on romper room whenever I was fourteen. And I could finally see the flag. <laughs> oh, bless but, it! Yeah, it's all better now. Yes. It's all better. The scar is still it's there, but <laughs> it's all better. Deep. Don't worry about it. It's well, okay. it's not fun being the tallest one in the class. Yeah, I don't know that one's better than the other. But my neighbor who. Who's also in that photo was Marie Zanis. And remember when we met the the Phipps? 
Yes. At Blue Halo. Yes. And he, that's, the, David, that's the mutual Dan, friend. Yes. And she watches the show and listens to the show. Interesting. So she was like, I said, is that Marie? Because she had her hair pulled back. Usually she had it long and curls. So we're coming from two separate places, one very short, one very tall, and yet we both have a sense of humor. Thank God. I, I, because I think you have to. I mean, I made up for being so short by just being... I don't see you as short. I've always thought I was funny. I'm not short any longer. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah. six oh. foot tall now. But, but I don't <laughs> see myself. then, I was Boys short. don't grow to laugh. But I don't see myself as tall. You I mean, are. Tall. My I, son's six, four and a half. I'm taller like than him. Yeah, you're... You're six five, but yeah, I don't. You, see, I see a tall person. I was like, "Dang, they're tall!" And then I walk by them. But and, Alex is only like two hundred pounds, so he looks skinny. He well, like a zipper, but he presents taller than you. I don't think because so. he's so I think he thin. presents taller, but but Alex, I don't notice his height as much because he's so oh, thin. Dude. I I, notice, I think he just looks. Like I know it's his thin stature. When you before. came over from Afghanistan, it was like one hundred and eighty pounds. That's what I got down to when you when you asked me if I was okay. Yeah, did you have the diabetes? Yeah. <laughs> are you are you sick? Yeah. Like, no. I did ask you because you were really thin, yeah, but it was that whole 80. non-vegan veganism. It was that, and you can't wear the old suits when you lose <laughs> weight like that. Scott. <laughs> you just can't. Scott, did you see the it Christmas re- tree? <laughs> did you see it? Is it here? <laughs> it's in the hall. Oh, okay. It's in the hall. Yeah. How? The- <laughs> So many questions. It was Anyways, a lot of work. No, I, it, no, I did not see it, but I was running late. So. I know, but usually you don't miss, a, yeah, especially well, this, a joke. You well, definitely don't this, miss a joke. Well, I'm. You can like, look at it during the break. It's like. I'm sure it won't take long. <laughs> we don't have big budget here. We're not big, but we're not CBS here. Well, I mean. That is true. I have a tree you can have. Look, I, I, I decor- no longer put them up. I decorate it behind you. Aw, where? Right on the wall. Oh, the green light. <laughs> so, Wow. I saw G Grova Creative last night. Oh, you did? Oh. I was invited to a Jim Moran alumni because I went to that small business. I saw it the picture. Nice. Oh, I was in a picture? Yeah, you were hugging somebody. Oh, for God's sakes. Can't, <laughs> Try to stay you can't of... trust no, the no, paparazzi no, was, these days. That was Tallahassee Board of Realtors, oh, okay. and I gave... Um, it was actually the listing agent of Don's house. Oh, okay. I did see that hug. Yeah, that I was did. a good hug. I went to the board. Yeah. I mean, that is a test of patience. I mean, it is, because I've won that award and I didn't go. Yes, you did. I went <laughs> with you. You lied. I did, but I don't think the person who nominated me did show up. Yes, she did. She no, read it. No, I don't think she did. I think it I, was a stand-in. Oh. Pretty sure. She was probably on vacation. Because it was a he. No. <laughs> and it was a she that gave you their award. Correct, correct. Nice. I mean, well-deserved. I still have Well, that. Melissa, and I don't really celebrate a lot of realtors that don't work with us. That's for sure. But she, she definitely deserved that. I told her... I, I told her during the transaction that I was going to do it. And she's like, please don't. Of course I am now. Yeah, that's what I would say, too. Of course I will. I wasn't told until afterwards when I was called by TBR, but <coughs> I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah. But it is nice. You yeah. don't read the board updates? They come now several times a week. Well, we'll get to this, but I kind of need cliff notes for that. No different than Julian's book because I did not get to that either. So I'm hoping a, that somebody's such got a great some information. Segue, Thank you. We Thank have you very a much. guest. We have a guest today who's a client. He could talk about yep. God. We've known each other a, a long, long time because I was straight Keller Williams when we met. 
Yes. Exactly. So it was before I remember I met you, you talking about Julian before I met yeah. Julian. It was early, so it was like, just, yeah, weeks. It's been a long then, time. Right. So Julian Gould wrote a book. He I wrote mean, a book. That's, there's a <laughs> so lot to be like, said for that. A, you're a client, and you're a friend, and now you're an author. Author. He's and he's my kind of guy. Like, he is just like... Work for the government, he's, knows so much. Julian's just everybody's kind of guy because he he's my kind of guy too. Because <laughs> I walked into his house and I was like, the books, love the books, the decor, the decor was good. Yeah, I felt, his, I felt his, at home. His artwork placement, I was know, on right point, on point. Right? I was like, who is this man? Stick with us, Patty and Scott, eight five zero six five six triple zero nine. We're coming back with Julian Gold. Christmas in prison and the food was real good. We had turkey. Welcome back. It's Patty and Scott. Scott didn't pick any music today. No, I did not. So Patty chose three very odd Christmas songs. Nothing from Nothing was from Elf, which I've never watched. And Great movie. Prime, John Prine wrote Christmas in Prison. Yeah, I never heard that song before, but the other one I have. I was like, there's got to be some prison music when I talk about the Adelsons about Christmas. <laughs> That's yeah, what I, I went searching. Well, I saw a rem- I saw a remote or a, a, a Facebook post in passing, so I, I have no idea really what's going on other than the fact that she was arrested. Yeah, and there's still. not much right now, okay. except. And I then we're going to get to Julia. Charlie Adelson's case management, not a sentencing. I was wrong. I thought he was being sentenced on twelve twelve, but for some reason he's having a case management well before his sentence. And uh, attorney Tim Jansen said this is very odd. Like everyone says this is odd. He should have been sentenced within a couple days and been done with it. So we don't know if he's pleading, asking, begging. We don't know. So well, I, mean, I don't. It, matter? it doesn't matter. I'll be there at twelve twelve. I'm still. Convinced. I don't think that. I'm, I don't know why that would matter. I've got. Lost I don't know. No one knows why it's happening. Going to jail. No, I, I thought that was like hospital talk. Uh, they always talk about no, case, case management is when, after you go into. They always into have prison. case management for the trial. For they get real? an update. They, they update the judge. Where are we at? How much time do you need? When is discovery? The judge just wants an update. See, I, and so that's what case management is. It's the case. It's the trial case. I mean, Not like case management. Uh, you need a house. I've watched a number of episodes of Love After Lockup, and I <laughs> cannot. I don't recall. Well, I think Leon about. County is very different than the rest of the world. I'm like not so. Lie. I'm not so sure. You've oh, not seen Lord. many episodes. Of this. I know. <laughs> I got to tell that you that ain't get this. So Donna's true arraignment. Her second appearance is her real arraignment with Judge Everett, who okay. who, who convicted just you know, locked was up. Right? Is at eight thirty in the morning, and Charlie's is at. 2.30 in the afternoon. Nice. Same day. I think, would they go as a coincidence? No. Nah. I don't think so. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to have to be there for both. I just want you to know. They may be, tra- <laughs> no, they wouldn't be transported together. No, they no, will not. They, but they'd be down below. The, yeah, but not near each other. It's not very big. They will not put them together. No, no. So they'll probably drive him over later privately in a van. Is there a 
in county jail is is there a women's side and a men's side? Yeah, they have women's so pods and men's pods. Yeah, but at the courthouse, there's only I think eight cells down there, if I remember properly. Yeah, it's not large, yeah. but they will not be together. Do we have some experience? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I did the Citizens okay, Academy. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah right, it's not very big. Got to preempt it. During the Citizens Academy, but if you I remember, see, last I was there. If you, it, When you look on the case management on the official records, it shows you what pods both of them are in. Wow. There's like hers is like E something something. And what cell she's in, yeah. Interesting. I know, you learned so much. But we're going to talk to Julian, who's not in a cell. No, <laughs> but have, have you seen yet. them? Not have yet. you seen them? <laughs> but he lived in Italy for a long time. It was probably very small, very small housing. In Italy. In Italy. Yes, so I've heard. I mean, Julian, where were you born? Baltimore, Maryland. But well, how'd you end up in Tallahassee the first time? The first time because my grandfather, I found out, not that long ago, was mayor of Tallahassee. Shush. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, back in nineteen sixty, I think sixty six or sixty seven. Fred Winterly was his name. He was the Gulf Oil distributor after that for a number of years. Married my grandmother. It was her. It was his second wife and her second husband. Scandalous. And, and I started coming down here <laughs> in nineteen sixty six oh. in the summers from Washington D.C. This was my my summer paradise. Thomasville Road was, of course, two lanes all the way to Thomasville, and uh, the what was it? The Silver Slipper was up. With mm-hmm. that, that was yeah. the place to yeah. go on Sundays for sure. So, a lot of great memories. And um, as you know, Patty and Scott, I went overseas for about thirty eight years. Wow, <laughs> came back and said to myself, if there's a place. That I've got to go. If I do go back to the States, it's got to be Tallahassee, Florida. Wow. Nice. So there's a bit of a love affair there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, it's a little bit different from Rome, Milano, Paris, Berlin, Brussels, <laughs> little, meeting the Pope. A yeah, little bit different, but um, uh, Tallahassee has always had a special place in my heart. So we met off the internet. Yep. yep. Exactly. How like it works. most of her good relationships. <laughs> That's Absolutely. also true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't even a joke. No, it's true. Yeah. So, like, but seriously, we met, you were looking for investment properties. Exactly. And, and Susanna, your wife, was in Italy. She yes. had not come back. And you wanted to buy property to have a little nest egg. Exactly. Right? So we ended up, I showed you a few, but we ended up at Summer Lake yep. off of Old Bainbridge. And yep. you bought several. Yep. Three. Between, mm-hmm. With you. Um, all with me. All with you. Stayed with Is me. Summer Meadow or Summer Lake? Summer uh, Summer Meadow. Okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. Summer, meadow. summer just, Lake's another neighborhood. Just wondering. Anyway, summer Listen, Meadow. You know much, many it is more Summer Meadow. Do, summer but... Meadow Place, Summer Meadow. Yeah. But yeah, I must be. He bought know, the homes, not the townhomes. <laughs> but, you know, working working with Patty for people out there who don't know her maybe as well as I do, it's it's like family. It's not a, it's not a business relationship anymore. So, I mean, it was. If anything ever were to come up, a sale or another purchase without Patty, it's not going to happen. Oh, so bless it. That's just the way it is. But I, I just love, I mean, I, there, it was just, you know, when you just hit it off right from the start? Yeah, yes. I don't even know why. Because he's so more European than he is American at this point. <laughs> but he's not. You know, he's he's obviously cultured, well-spoken. You know, but he, And he didn't even really know what he wants, which can frustrate an agent. I just, But we just enjoyed the process and yep. kept doing it. it was very nice it was and great. so now your wife's here 
Yep, she's been full here time. So, full time. Started teaching at FSU, and now she works for the place that I can never remember, but you always help me. DBPR. Thank you so yes. much. <laughs> she's, a, she's an attorney with DBPR. <laughs> That's where she is, yes. And, uh, yeah, and Rebecca is going to Holy Comforter. His daughter, and, uh, yeah. She's about to graduate from eighth grade, so, yeah. I, I mean, remember the first time I met her. Yeah, she's, she was uh, just, like, seven. She's almost as tall as I am now, so, which is... Uh, well, right. she was tall years ago. <laughs> she was like me. Yes, I mean, very tall for her age. It was interesting because I always credit Susanna. We went to the old um, Al's. What was it? Al Provence. What was that restaurant? Al Provence. Yeah. Yeah. She and, loved and market, it. And markets. And yeah. she. The old want, markets. She, right. I don't know why she wanted to meet, but it was so nice. Scott and I went, and she talked to us about marketing. I mean, she was. She's big. Like, she doesn't act like she's a big wig of marketing, but she's a. Big wig, like big wig in marketing. And she was talking about our signage. And just the little thing about holding a business card and, and you're driving past really quick. Can you see it? Do you remember the numbers? Can you see it? I was like, oh. So that's when we chose black and white. No, it was because I, of her. Everything, the size, the font, everything that we, because we didn't know. I didn't know. Um, Scott made it out of inkling, but you couldn't really come to grips with it. It was so, made it so simple. Because hmm. now I drive by signs. I'm super judgmental. Like, you can't see it at night. You know, they use baby blue and white. It's not right. even like a, a like a drive, like a night. It's not a reflective. No. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't see tell. the sign. And I'm like, you can see ours. And what's a little sign. But I always <laughs> credit her when people ask, where'd you come up with it? Where'd you come? And now more and more people are using black and white here. But a whole lot. Yeah. It's Susanna. I mean, she was just so kind to spend the time with us and really break it down into simple, understandable, this is marketing. She worked for like Swatch, right? Was it Swatch? She worked for Swatch Group for 26 years. And yes. she read big leases. Like, she found the properties for these massive, you know, yeah. European watch brand. watch brands, watches. Yep. So now you've written a book. Yeah, now the book I mean, is- you travel still all over the world. Dubai, New York, Dubai again, <laughs> Italy. And- you started this book, when did you say? The book started about 20 years ago. What's after, the title? It's Nine Days in Rome, and uh, right now it's uh, an e-book on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Kobo, and um, Goodreads. Uh, the hard copy, even though I can imagine it's going to be a bit thick, considering it's 880 pages. Wow. Uh, I just know 63 <laughs> chapters. That's a long it's eight days. It's a long days. book. It's a, it's a long, yeah, it's a long, it's a long book, but I'm hoping that once people get into it and start it, it will, that they'll see that it flows. At least the people who have read it so far have told me that it was a much quicker read than they imagined. That at first they were a bit, um, Let's say frightened by the size. Why of no it. hardbound? Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Eight hundred really... pages. Can you imagine the cost? <laughs> yeah, I can. But pages. I like a hardbound book, I do too. and so do you. I... That's why you like being in Julian's Correct. home. Correct. But uh, yeah, I mean that's a, that's a good question. But um, right now, I was it's, really surprised. It's going to be it's going to be paperback, and uh, you know now working on. Volume two, because there will be a nine days in Paris, which will come out in mid 2025. Is it really a total of nine days? Because I only started the first chapter, it's nine and the days. second chapter. It's nine days. It's 833 nine, pages. I don't fill my days like, <laughs> like you did. Well, you consider there's the, a lot there are, of. There are 13. I mean, I feel like I'm busy. Bedroom. <laughs> there are, 
Wow. <laughs> Stick with us, Patty and Scott. We have Julian Gould with us to talk about his book, Nine Days in Rome. 850-656-0009. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smart. Welcome back. It's Patty and Scott. Our website. This is also from Elf. Patty and Scott. Well, it's Eartha Kitt. I know, but the girl who plays the love interest. Yeah. Who's that? Do you know that? Zoe Deschanel. I don't know. Oh, is it? Mm -hmm. But that wasn't her singing, but Mm. she does. She was singing that. She does sing that song. Nice. We sell houses, by the way, just in case. We do. Everybody's curious. (laughs) Our number is 850-656-0009. We do. We sell. We, have, we sell houses and talk to authors and you know. I know. We're pretty much set. Yeah. Next week, Treacher's coming in. Who's that? What is that? I don't know. Arthur Treacher. Is that like fish and chips? What is, I, I love understand. fish it and was. chips. Yeah, but not author. Oh, oh okay. that was the, really that bad. was really yeah that was really bad. That I'm, was t- if that was a dad joke that yeah I'm turning my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're in front of the glass. <laughs> right. Keep it, keep it moving. So what inspired the title for the book? The title for the book is based on the fact that between jobs, when I was in uh, Milano and then transferring to Luxembourg, there was an interim of about eight months. And I hooked up with a group in Rome, Italy, that basically did what happens in the book. Basically, an escort service for high school kids and their teachers. Not what you think. Yeah, not that kind of it. Well, in the, yeah, well, in the book. <laughs> all of a sudden, this all book of is a, making sense. All, all of a sudden, yeah, it makes it, it could, That's it, it, why it's it only could be nine it days. Could, it right. go both, both, both ways. Exactly. They're in jail after that. <laughs> Oh, another kind of school. <laughs> because a good, I would say a good 60, 65% of the book itself is factual. I mean, there's a lot taken from these experiences. But what the, the driving force behind it was just this incredible lack and gap of communication that I saw between these high school kids, 17, 18-year-olds, and myself. I was close to 40 at the time. Um, and it just amazed me at how the communication could go haywire or there could be no communication at all or the communication could take off and and go off in positive directions and that all just got me thinking about you know in general parenting in general which is probably the most difficult job that's out there um and how many situations there are you know that are negative due to in fact a lack of communication whether it be verbal, whether it be sharing ideas on music, on food, on any other kind of subject. But sometimes this gap that there is between our kids and ourselves because we've got too much to do or we're not interested in what they're doing. They think we're old and fuddy and don't know what we're talking about. So the book tackles this kind of these kind of situations, gets into some pretty hardcore um, situations regarding drug abuse and sexual abuse and but these are all things that i heard and listened to in these groups and i thought it was not a bad idea to bring it in the forefront 
And you started it in 99, yeah, right? 98, yeah, 99. Yeah, yeah. And had it, had it based in Rome because I lived in Rome for almost 14 years. Um, know the city rather well. And um, the ba- I thought it would be a good backdrop for, and one of my groups was in Rome at the time, um, so uh, it all it all fit in at the, at the end. And, and this uh, was after you worked at the embassy. This was after. This was I, I left the embassy in eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine. I was there in from eighty two to eighty nine, and um, yeah, this was this was after that. So the bulk of the book was written many quite a few years ago thrown into a drawer collected dust for a number of years got it out dusted it off fixed it up a bit and threw it out there and found an editor that was interested and crazy got, the ball, got the ball rolling simon and schuster yeah. was um yeah leaders press and simon and schuster and uh, the book was actually around a thousand pages so we cut, <laughs> that's all they we, cut out we cut thank down. you simon <laughs> thank you schuster <laughs> we cut down 120 pages um, but even they were of the opinion that um, cutting it more would have probably taken the edge off. I have a question. Certain... It's so hard to get a book out there, to even get an editor to look at it. Who did you know? Uh, <laughs> I have to be honest. I I didn't really know anybody. Really? I did research, and um, I sent it out to various people, various editors. Of course, many of them came back and said, you know, we're not interested. It's not our not our, our line of, uh, of books that we're looking for right now. But Leaders Press, in conjunction with Simon & Schuster, they, uh, they must have seen something in it um, and were actually quite enthusiastic to take it on. Um, again, the bulk of it had been written. It was a matter of you know proofreading it, editing it, going through it, bringing it a bit up to date because I've, the book takes place in 2010. We're not we're not in 2023 we're in mm. 2010 um because nine days in paris is going to be 2012 and then the third one which i won't give the title up yet is going to be around 2018 2019 so it's the plan, am i in it the plan, <laughs> 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 Just, <laughs> 2000 <laughs> that's a whole nother kind of ask <laughs> another conversation right, i not, did drive you around though i did drive you around you did mm-hmm. you did you that's did. interesting that it, it it reflects back to 2010 and but it's about a time period prior to that for you yes a question for me would be are you seeing similarities or dissimilarities with regards to uh, the communication gap between those that are 10 15 years older than those of our kids or just colleagues i mean mm-hmm. i i've I thought of it constantly just in terms of I worked Fortune 500 companies for 25 years prior to doing this and seeing how the communication gap was then. The way I see it today, I don't know that I could even bear it. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. what you're seeing that's similar and dissimilar with regards mm-hmm. to that. I'm basically now, you know, I also have, you know, of course I have a 14-year-old and of course she's younger than the um, – the people that are in the, my book, I mean, my, my book has basically, they're all, they're all 18 year olds. And what I'm. Keep what, it legal. Yeah. What I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what I'm seeing between when I wrote it and today, to be honest with you, um, probably not much of a change in the sense that, you know, with social media, with all of these gadgets that these kids have now, um, 
you know, how many times have we seen it? You know, kids come home, they close themselves in their room, and they're either on their phone or they're on their tablet. You know, mom is on her phone, dad is, you know, at work or coming home, and he gets home and he's doing... It, everybody seems to be going in their own direction, mm-hmm. um, and nobody's talking to each other anymore. You know, do I mean, you, it's. And do you have Rebecca sit down and talk? Rebecca with you? has has she has a gab phone. She doesn't have a phone, a real phone. Mm-hmm. She can she can call and send messages, but she doesn't have access to. But it. do you sit down with her and say like every um, every so often we're just going to sit and talk and oh, no electronics? Absolutely. I mean, I she figured. she has a number of hours. You know, of course, she needs the computer for homework. So that's that's a necessity, mm-hmm. but um, other than that, she's there's a timer basically, and and we can you know basically when she has her computer or she's on her tablet, she's not allowed to go into her room and shut the door. She has to do it at the dining room table, you know. She has to be, and she I don't think she sees it as a, a, a horrible constraint she yet. She doesn't know anything. You know, yet. You, know, you know, she's 14. So yeah, I mean, she doesn't know. Uh, it, it'll it'll definitely get worse <laughs> later on. Um, but what has been helpful is that we, because she also is a single child, is that we have uh, involved her in just about any conversation that has to do with the family unit, even though it's very small. Uh, she's always implicated in the discussions as if she were a decision maker. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fortunate by working from home. I can take her to school and I pick her up from school, and I've been doing this for the past five years. So I have to sit there and listen to her Taylor Swift songs in the morning, but then when we come back, she listens to Marilyn Manson and Slipknot with me. <laughs> um, and there's that exchange there when you know one would say, "Oh, wait a minute, how do, you know how, how does that work?" But as soon as you show interest in what she's listening to and start asking questions, you know, well, okay, is that Taylor Swift? Fine, she's she just did a big concert tour. That's right, you know, and and you. They understand that you are, you know, you're asking questions and you want to know, so they're communicating back to you mm-hmm. so that when you introduce something to them like Metallica or Slipknot, it's not that they just, you know, switch it off and say, oh, that's dad's crazy stuff. I'm not listening to it. I and mean, she'll come back and say, well, you know, why does Slipknot dress that way when they do their concerts? You know, mm-hmm. what, what's, what's the reasoning behind the masks? But she's not being facetious. She's asking a serious she's question. She's really curious. She's curious. So that that kind of and and this this music theme in terms of a conversation point is a big part of the book oh good because that connects with some of the kids especially one who tends to be suicidal Mm. um and atticus who is the protagonist makes that connection through this music have you ever heard this christmas song this christmas Mm -hmm. this song this song no, stick with us. Patty I have not. And Scott, our last segment, 850 Welcome back. It's Patty and Scott. I have our friend Julian Gould with us. Old Tallahassee. Who knew? Grandpa was the mayor. What'd you call him? Was it grandpa? Grandfather? Yeah, he's, you know, he was, you know, actually he was my step-grandfather, but um, my rapport with him was as if he had were father and grandfather. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't grow up with 
dad at the house, and, and my real grandfather was a bit of a jerk. So um, I must say that Fred Rinley was really the, the, the role model that, oh, I, that, nice. I, that I never had. Um, and, Is he uh, in your book? He no, he's no, he's no. There's I, I, no, there was going to be a mentioning, but then it didn't fit. So. But I mean, who but, are the characters in your book? And because I, I knew. I mean, I've known you for at least seven years. Yes. I, I was going to go back and look. Longer than seven. It's you been know me longer for seven than seven. Years. So at least, yeah, it would at least be probably nine. Well, Jan- years. January, January 2015 is when I arrived. So eight. So eight. eight so going on nine. Going on nine. So. I knew reading the introduction, the acknowledgments in the back, and just the dedicate. I knew the book was about you. <laughs> I knew Atticus is Julian, and I'm just going from that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, Julian. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert: We only sold houses. <laughs> Dang, I know it's so funny. So, but how many characters are in there? How did you like? How do you hone down such a huge life? How do you hone that down into into a book? Well, the, the, the objective was to take a certain number of these students, and it couldn't be too small, it couldn't be too large, because the book would have been then been 2,000 pages, and that wouldn't have worked. So it was basically 13 students and three teachers, and basically remembering experiences, conversations, um, all other kinds of things that happened with the groups that I escorted to Spain, to Greece, to Russia to Rome, you know, to Paris, um, and working on, you know, a basis, of, again, a fact from those experiences, and then, of course, being a, a fiction novel, um, you know, everything is basically exploded to the nth degree. But there is, there is a great deal of, of truth, you know, and, uh, and, and fact in the book, which then is just a reflection, again, of the issues that we were talking about before, um, this this enormous lack of communication between teenagers and their parents, which then leads to choices which should not be made in the first place, or you know, or choices that are then made that uh, at, you know, with second thought, would have probably been different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, the, the students that you were walking around Europe. They were of wealth to do families. They weren't poor families. Yeah, they right? were. I mean, they were basically families. You know, from either private schools or public schools but with you know a certain um yes a certain let's say level of sophistication isn't the right word but education yes because again these were programs that were not cheap mm-hmm. you know again these kids would come and stay uh two weeks in one city and then maybe another week in another city so that's you know the flights the room the board everything else of course you know we were talking about we're talking about the late 80s but still, you know, there was a pretty hefty that's, price. That's pre- when we were eighteen. Yeah, a pretty pre- a pretty hefty price tag. So, um, so they were kind of well off. Kind of the yeah, kind of the cream of the crop in you know and in terms of education. Parents are probably professionals, but, so they're working, but so they don't have time to talk to their kids. And not at all, not at all. And uh, you know, some of them have you know issues with drugs. Others have had issues with alcohol. Others had issues with self. I had one girl who had a big problem with self harm. Um, and sexual abuse, and uh, and that is basically, again, we're not talking about you know uh, word for word what happened in their lives, but it's their experiences with other experiences that I've ran into in the course of my life, and just trying to see if there's a way. But you were of just a, it. Uh, you were just 
like a custodian. Like you weren't their therapist, but no, it turned no, out to no, be no, like well, there was. There were times that I didn't know whether I was the you know the uh, the parish priest or the uh, you know or the therapist or the or the counselor because that's what it that's what it basically. It's like being a realtor. That's what it. That's <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what it's like. Exactly. <laughs> Except our job's more than three weeks. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> well, I can. I, I mean, I can certainly imagine that that there's. Uh, but you know that. I mean, you know that because you sold pre-planning for Cully's funeral home. Right. And you helped us, even though that wasn't your gig. It was post with my my mother-in-law when Mickey passed. You, I called you. I was like. I didn't want to talk to anyone else, even though it wasn't your gig. It wasn't your side of the table. You helped us, which, you know, I always appreciate. But, I mean, you're just such a calming person. I don't think you realize it. (laughs) In general, when it's not your job, like when it's not, you know, when it's your family or it's you have an illness or something, we're all like that. But when you're just outward, you are calming. You calm me. Julian. Which is difficult to do. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll say it. But Scott calms me. Right. I you know what? Don't I know. know. How. I don't either. I really <laughs> don't know the chemistry of that, but yeah. it's true. I mean, otherwise you wouldn't want to spend time with these people. Yeah, true. I mean, if you're always agitated, you just don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like John Jopling, Radio John. He. I mean, there's all there's the people that we've surrounded ourselves at over fifty. You choose to surround yourself with. But I just think that's so fascinating that you take these kids and what happens and create a whole, like, life in other people. And you have to write about what you know, right? Yes. You know, and, and, you, and you said the magic words. Um, you know, there's a uh, very famous Italian writer named uh, Eduardo Salgheri. I think Eduardo was his first name. And, of course, he died many years ago. But most of his novels, uh, Sandokan, you may have heard the name, you know, no. all, all over. Okay. <laughs> but Sandokan was a, an adventurer who traveled all, the, all over the world, you know, so the books were in the Philippines, in, in China, here and there. This author, Salgari, he never left Italy in his life. Um, but he was one of those capable authors that he could bring to the table, bring to the reader um, a situation where you felt like you were in China. You felt like you were in the Philippines. You felt like you were in the jungles of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not me. I don't have that talent. I mean, I I'll I, let you I, know. I need to write. I'm going to read all eight pages. <laughs> I need to write about some things, things that I've either experienced in first person, that I've heard about, and and eventually researched. I just and we talked before the show, like your ability to recall. I don't have that. Did you keep notes all along the way? Not uh, not with the groups, but just of your experiences. But there were so many. There were so many. Uh, how can I say, outlandish situations with some of these high school students, and 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 a lot with the teachers. Because to be honest with you, who really opened up, and the book portrays this situation, and that's very close to fact. Uh, the teachers basically had a lot more baggage to get off of their shoulders than the kids. And they did. just threw it to you. It was because you were forty. And, Is it was because you? Uh, well, I was there. Single. And, and I think. Well, I think that you know, it's it's. I I do think that one thing I have been able to work on in the past. 55, 60 years is that I I do have I think the ability to listen, which is something that. Is seems easy to do, but it's not because Mm-mm. you can listen, but have that uh, air about you of you know I'm listening and I'm pr- 
I'm pretending to be to be interested in what you're saying, but I'm kind of looking at my watch and waiting for you to hurry up and finish what you have to tell me. Or you can listen and give that feeling to the other individual that, you know, you are really interested in what they're saying and you want to have a conversation about mm. it. Um, I think that possibly the fact that I worked at the American Embassy for six years, almost seven years, um, and had to deal with issues which were international and had to be, let's say, diplomatic about those issues, probably aided me in being able to listen to people in a way that, you know, that maybe is not common to everybody, um, in the sense of just being able to really sit down and have a conversation and not pretend that I'm interested in what you're saying, but really be interested in what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that these kids picked that up maybe and uh, they used me as a sounding board. I mean, sometimes I think it's not even pretending whether to listen or not. It is thinking of what you're going to say in response to what somebody's saying that prevents right. you from being uh, part of exactly that conversation. Exactly. So when we have new agents and I'm the one working with them because Scott's more out in the field, we play a game. Mm -hmm. And the game is you say a sentence and now so that you say a sentence ends with an E. So now they have to start a sentence that end, starts with an e. e. So that you're consciously waiting. It's hard on the radio. I do talk over some people. But we have a time thing. Uh, you're constantly trying to get to the end of the sentence and not think about it. And a pause is okay in the United States. People don't allow a pause. But I know mm. in Europe they allow a pause. Absolutely. Here it's challenging. It we are done. How did God, that happen? We have to have you back. Would you come back? Oh, I would. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read the book and then I'm, you come back. I'm ecstatic for being we'll here. We'll see you Thank next you. year. <laughs> <laughs> it's House Talk with a happy ending. Every time. 850-656-0009. Thank you. Thank you. So. And all my homies want to ride today. And all